0: We have our takeaways from VGK's efforts in the two games over the weekend, plus our preview of tonight's third game in four nights as the very hot Montreal Canadiens visit the Fortress. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Your
1: Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hi again, everyone. Tony Kradasko, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen to each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you today by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. So Chris, we've got some takeaways from Friday's four to three overtime loss first to the Flyers. Feels like well so long ago. It it surely does. And Saturday's four three shootout win in LA. Um, well, against Philadelphia, it was I Chicago. said takeaways. Chicago. Against Chicago, it is a long time ago. Uh I said takeaways, it should be giveaways. There were 14 of them. In oh, that's that that's game. good.
1: That's good. That's good.
0: Uh, William Carlson had a goal and a game-deciding penalty uh, that put the Flyers on the power play. That's when they score. Shea Theodore scored a goal but had a couple of turnovers at least, including one that led to Tyler Radish's uh, goal and made it 3-2. to two. Cassidy was very short in his post game presser. He even kind of shoot you off for a little bit. I thought you two were buddies. Um, VGK mismanaged the puck. End of story there. And it was against Chicago. And he said that we did not execute at an NHL level.
1: No, I mean, listen, there's there's a few ways to look at this right now. The recent games against L.A., Chicago, Philly, Chicago. Golden Knights haven't had necessarily a solid 60-minute continuous efforts in any of those games. That said, the Golden Knights have all but one point in those games. So this got me thinking a little bit. If you remember last season, Tony, it was either against like the Jets or um, the Coyotes. It was like a weird Tuesday or Thursday game. Things were going okay for the Golden Knights as a whole. But I put a tweet out there that said something just doesn't seem right at the moment. This team is not right. It wasn't long after that when things started to go just a little bit sideways. So, yes, everything is going well right now and fans... Podcasters, writers, you know, we should all be happy about that. And I am happy about it. I mean, geez, 17 points, 18, 17 of an 18 possible points Stanley Cup hangover doesn't exist right now. It's awesome. But if November is a little bit of a tougher month, then we can look back to this past week and say this was kind of where things started to go a little bit off the rails. And it's okay. It's an 82 game season, it's a short, it's a short summer. Like, there's so many things that at some point will come back to slow this team down. The Golden Knights aren't going to earn 157 of a possible 164 points or however the math works out to be. So it's just about how the team responds. Uh, William Carlson in the post game on Friday, I, I kind of teed him up for it, but uh, I said, hey, is it kind of a glasses half full type of approach after this game? You got points in all the games, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he gave a nice smile and said, yeah, we're just going to focus on the next game. And then kind of gave me a nice little smile. And, and that was the end of it. So, you know, it, it shows the team's heads are in the right place. And a response, I mean, it's a four-game week, right? It's uh, Montreal, Winnipeg, Colorado. And then they go back-to-back against the Ducks on Sunday. So let's see what happens this week. This will be an important week for the Golden
0: Knights. Rigged. Uh Carlson, if you're going to have a, a stretch where you play three out of four games, okay, You're playing two of those games at home. One, you have an edge because you play a matinee compared to uh, the Kings playing a nighttime game. And then you go down the road, right? Two out of three at home. Uh, You go down the road to the LA Kings, right? Uh, William Carlson, William Carlson, 10 points. Shea Theodore points now in five consecutive games. So 10 points, including three goals.
1: Shane Theodore, Shane, Shay Theodore Norris candidate. I said it over the summer. I'm saying it now.
0: Okay. We've got uh, Pavel Dorfiev became the 17th player on VGK's roster to score a goal um, this past weekend. Uh, that's great news. It's the most of any team in the NHL. Uh, a question, though, too why was Giannis Ronbjork, uh called up on Saturday?
1: Well, so a few things here. One, he played in Henderson on Sunday. So that's the first thing. Did Ron Bjerg even make the trip Did to Vegas get on the plane? or to L.A.? No. I don't know. No. I don't know. Doesn't I don't know if he like was it. there for warm-ups. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's L.A. It's a it's a short trip to fly him out and fly him back if that's really. Uh, it would have been
0: a back-to-back for him.
1: It would be a triple, basically. right? Because the, the Silver Knights played on Friday oh, also, technically speaking. So a, a triple header, Tony. It's really rigged now. Um, there's a couple things there. Could there have been. Pardon me. Could there have been some type of salary cap roulette happening where you activate a player and some way, somehow this saves the team a couple of dollars down the road. I have no idea how that works. That's for someone smarter than me at this world to figure all that, all that stuff out. Could there have been a player, a Sinbin pointed this one out. Could there have been a player that was questionable? That was maybe a little bit dinged up and they just wanted to have that insurance available. That's another option too. Um, it's, It's, I don't know. I don't even know if he was in L.A. Like, I didn't see the warm-ups. I didn't watch that part of the game. Um, but it sounds like it was maybe for insurance just in case. I mean, if Ron Bjerg isn't there, the Golden Knights don't have an extra forward available if someone were to fall in warm-ups. I mean, these things do happen. Someone gets a cramp between warm-ups and the game starts, and all of a sudden it would be really silly if the Golden Knights had to go with uh, 11 forwards because they didn't activate someone and send someone to L.A.
0: I don't know. Uh, Saturday's game, Amadio, Carrier, Stone, all scoring in regulation. Uh, The shootout belonged to LT as he stopped uh, Trevor Moore, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Kevin Fiala. And uh, Jack Eichel with the game winner on his birthday. Was that officially his birthday? I know it's a week-long, month-long celebration. I think it was his birthday. Jack Eichel
1: made sure to tell me Thursday was not his birthday when I was uh, messing with him about his birthday wish. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know who's on a mission for the Kings? Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty. Um, I watched the game against uh, the Arizona team there the night before. And on Friday night, he had an, they had a great shift in Arizona late in the game uh, with about a minute five to go. He's at the point. He hits the crossbar, cycles around. He drives to the net, and he's stopped. And then they still keep possession of the puck. Then he goes back to the point, and then he goes, I think it was off the post and in. It just showed me a lot of effort. And then late in the game on Saturday night, uh, he came through uh, with the equalizer there at about the same time. Uh, I think it was a minute five. And for VGK, Mark Stone with a nice goal, and that was good to see him get untracked in that game on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Mark Stone – been quiet and we've been a little you know wondering if something's up with him and everything but his quiet start nine games two goals five assists seven points so i mean we're not going to overthink so mark yeah. stone yeah no it's not quiet at all um reviewing points so uh, william carlson and theodore tied with 10 apiece right now Michael nine points nine games so i mean it's you know more scoring it seems like and uh, it's a, been a fun interesting Start so far and we'll see uh, how it continues you mentioned drew doughty earlier uh paul cotter just labeled them they failed i think it was a three-on-one or something in the la game and Doughty was chirping the ref oh he was chirping him hard and cotter was just kind of laughing as
0: he skated away well we did see uh hague versus england and it was not a split decision like fury and Nganu. i think it was one-sided and we finally saw that elite Hague fighter got bored, come out. Hague,
1: Hague got bored that fight. Like Hague just was planting them early. He's like, Okay, I beat the crap out of you. Like, you can throw a couple punches. It was a it was like a gentleman's sweep, but whatever the, the fighting version of it of that would be.
0: Okay, so what are you writing for Vegas hockey now for today? Uh I just put something
1: out there. So flashback of Ganny dedenoff guys. Dedenoff in my opinion, is the ultimate golden misfits because. He gets traded to the team that takes on all the misfits, right? The Golden Knights try and send him away in the 21-22 season. The deal gets voided, so he comes back to the misfit organization that didn't want the misfits. So just an absolute mess. The question is, who screwed up in that circumstance? And the NHL, uh, per Elliott Friedman, is ready to rule that the Ottawa Senators are at fault of the botched trade between the Anaheim Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights. The deal was the Golden Knights were going to send a second round pick um, into ex- in Donoff in exchange for like Ryan Kessler's contract and John Moore or something like that, whatever. So my question is, first of all, Ottawa is going to receive punishment. So two questions. One, what is going to be the Senator's punishment for screwing this one up and hurting the Golden Knights season, not giving the Golden Knights a chance to maybe activate Riley Smith, right? That was something we talked about in that season. Riley Smith may be ready to come back. They trade the Donoff away. The Donoff has to stay, so there's no room on the salary cap to get Riley Smith active again. Um, The second part of that is will the Golden Knights receive any type of compensation in this from Ottawa, maybe in form of a mid-round draft pick?
0: I don't know. Coming up next, we have a preview of the VGK Montreal game tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Stay with us as we continue right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with each and every uh, purchase. Uh, Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the start of the event. Even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find your last-minute seats, VGK fans. And they have something called zone deals. You pick the section, and Game Time will pick the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, then Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the code LOCKED ON NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back, Locked On Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golic from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you doing so. And on Fridays, WTF, what the Friday? Comes so we already way. got a
1: nice long WTF today, Tony, with uh, your microphone.
0: Oh my goodness, my computer issues, man. I gotta tell you. Thank you so it much today. It, it almost almost
1: happened again. We almost had At we almost had this happen again.
0: Thank you very much. For he went in remote-wise and fiddle faddled with some things. And luckily he was awake early this morning. So thank you, Dan. Uh, most of the audience probably, Chris, will not get this, but Peter Puck is back. This is before your time dude who, Gotta be before peter you... who
1: was that who was that
0: whoa you don't Under... know peter no, it's not a thunder Legendary. mascot
1: because that thunder no, mascot is, this, the is panda. An...
0: this is the old cartoon on nbc i think back in the day a cartoon okay. puck actually that uh you should youtube it and maybe for little chris too and for kids it teaches them with these cartoons it teaches them all of the rules of the game of hockey 50 years cool. ago, 50 years ago, it's coming back, uh, teaching new fans, the game. And uh, they had like the runaway Zamboni, uh, really cool. And they have some updated uh, merch and they should bring it back. I think on TV, it was really a cool feature. Seems pretty cool. I can't believe it seems pretty it's pretty cool back that long ago, Peter Puck. So Google Peter Puck. And, uh, there's some really good videos I'm sure out there. You guys, you okay. like something new every day with the show. Yeah, I'm not a hockey guy, though. I don't know anything about hockey. Okay, so so uh, everything's rigged in life, and I know nothing about hockey. Okay, surprising. <laughs> had to catch. Uh, surprising Montreal Canadiens, 5-2-1, and one, come to T-Mobile Arena tonight. Uh, the Golden Knights are playing their third game in four days, albeit uh, two games at home, one down the road in Los Angeles. So the Habs come in off of uh, they come back from two games where they win uh, the last one. They beat Larry Broswa even. Wow, this team is on fire. Uh, they came back from a two-goal deficit, uh, Chris, and they won 4-3 to three in a shootout on Saturday night against Winnipeg. Martin San Luis has his team playing with a lot of confidence despite some really big injuries. You have uh, Kirby Doc is out. Uh, he's out for the season, that knee injury. We've talked about that on the show before. Uh, Christian Dvorak is still out. Defenseman David Savard, fractured hand, out uh, six to eight weeks. And seriously, uh, this is a uh, a team, though, to watch out for because of all of the young talent. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about Savard real fast. Against Buffalo, he, uh, he blocked a number of shots, including one that took out his skate blade and then another one that took out his hand fractured his hand these defensemen (laughs) in the nhl are by (laughs) far by far the toughest they're the toughest human beings on the planet
1: i've been
0: hit
1: yeah no i've been hit with a hockey puck when i ref beer league and stuff or even just lower level kids games and stuff like 14 and 16 year olds and there's always soft spots on your gear, whether you're wearing ref gear or player's gear, where there's no padding or there's light padding. And when that puck finds one of those spots, it's the pain is just tremendous. Now you magnify that by an NHL shot at 85 miles an hour, and these clowns are driving head first. Like it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And I think Alec Martinez even made the comment you got to be, I don't know, it probably was not an appropriate word, but describing why he does what he does so a couple things here on Montreal I mean looking up and down this roster call the younger side Caulfield Suzuki Newhook uh Raphael Harvey Pinnard uh Pinard, pr- pardon me Justin Baird and Caden Gooley uh watch out for Arbor Dzeka that's the guy they call Wi-Fi and uh he's the one that fought Ryan Reeves early on he'll be out there looking to stir it up with anyone who's willing and I mean Haig, Kolasar, Carrier you know take take your pick uh They'll all be uh, ready just in case. Brett Howden, another one. Um, Kirby out that stinks. Uh, Jordan Harris, another young one. Pazita, Yolonin, Jake Evans, Levkovsky, Anderson, uh, Kovacevic, Linster. I mean, th- this is such a good young roster, and you're going to hear from this team. I mean, everyone said this wasn't like the Canadians were the one team that really everyone kind of dismissed in the Atlantic not being able to compete this year. Well, they're off to an okay start. They're 5-2-1. and one. Now, you know, maybe a little bit out of Tony's book here. Let's look at who they beat, okay? This is their first, uh, their first uh, what, eight, 10, eight games, whatever it's been. Lose to Toronto. They beat the Blackhawks. Lose to Minnesota. Beat Washington. Everyone beats Washington. Beat Buffalo. Everyone beats Buffalo. Lose to New Jersey. Beat Columbus. Beat Winnipeg. So they haven't won a big game yet. They haven't beat even what I would call a playoff team yet, honestly. Minnesota's playoffs, New Jersey's a playoff team, Toronto's a playoff team. Winnipeg, Buffalo, Washington, and Chicago, all those teams may not be in the playoffs. So it's a good measuring stick game for Montreal. They come in T-Mobile. Again, everyone wants to knock off uh, the Stanley Cup champs. So they will give a good game. We'll see if they can hang for most of the game, though, and I don't know if that's going to be possible or not.
0: Wondering who we'll see in net. Jake Allen gives Montreal the best chance to win. He's three oh and one, two point six three goals against average, nine thirty save percentage. Sam Montembo um is is also there in the mix and Caden Primo. So they have three goaltenders. Uh, would, that whoever played utilize. on s-
1: whoever played the last game. Allen Allen. They're probably gonna get uh Montebo. I hope I said that right. Montebo. Yeah, Montembo. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm sorry, guys. I'm normally better with names, but uh three two nine goals against 901 save percentage.
0: Give me the over on the Golden Knights, three and a half goals. They have uh you mentioned those players, 19-year-old Jurej slefkowski Uh Slavkowski, yeah. yeah. Uh one assist in eight games. Things are not clicking. I watched them. You want to talk about turnovers. Holy smokes. Uh, that's the line to take advantage of with Newhook and Anderson. Very little chemistry there. Um, Tonight, if you're going to the game, there is a standout defenseman, Caden Gould. Um, Gould, 21 years old. He played against Winnipeg, Chris, 25 minutes and eight seconds after coming back from an upper body injury. And a really cool kid because I watched him a little bit the other night. And he asked if he could keep his hockey night in Canada towel that they gave him after the game Uh, dude dude, steals towels he can't
1: he can't even afford a towel he steals towels who
0: is this kid it's very pure with a nice good 21 year old kid but he must have done a ton of cardio to last 2508 you know while he was on the shelf with an upper body injury and coming right back from that
1: it was definitely the the towel that was uh you know a, a higher thread count or something and it uh it heals better. I'm trying to find a money puck. The take the okay, here we go. So takeaways from opponent. Where does Montreal land on this? Let's see. All right, Montreal does not do a lot of takeaways. Uh giveaways. This is the important number right now. Giveaways to opponents. Montreal's ninth in giveaways overall. Uh, on money puck so we'll see how that factors in golden knights do a good job at uh taking away the puck but the golden knights also do a lot of giveaways as well another article i wrote i think it was last thursday uh the golden knights are winning a lot of high event hockey what i mean when i say that is you have a lot of scoring chances a lot of high danger opportunities for both teams throughout the games but that's okay because of how well aiden hill and logan thompson are playing the golden knights can afford to take some chances Uh, Because the defense and the goaltending has been, you know, pretty much superb. I mean, Logan Thompson, three goals given up on Saturday against the Kings, but 40 saves. That's an important number. Shuts down the shoot, shuts out the shootouts, does a little mic drop with the puck as well. And, uh, you know, another thing I said on Saturday, and this isn't a bad thing, but Logan Thompson is eating in to the starter's share of the net. Aiden Hill's the starter of this team right now. Cassidy didn't come out and directly say that, but. Cassie did say there is not a 50-50 split for the goalies. We have a plan. Aiden Hill's been the one going in back-to-back circumstances. Not not like a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back, but like if there's a Monday-Wednesday-Friday game, Aiden usually goes Monday and Wednesday, that type of rotation. But not too far from that possibly switching. We'll see.
0: Uh, One of the areas, too, uh, Montreal's not been very good, Chris, on the PK. Uh, So I think VGK, if they get that man advantage they could exploit it tonight. Are we doing picks? Are we going to do picks or no? Let's see if they're going to be able to make it in here.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. We can always uh while we let's go to the third segment. We can always bat it. lead off with it. We can bat lead off
0: if they're available. If not, we'll just tweet it. Okay, coming up next, we talk about how weak the Pacific Division is and as it says there on our slate, will the weak Pacific help or hurt VGK? We'll talk about that next when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, then there's no better time to get into the action than right now. The app is so, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including point spreads. Player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit fanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, the Monday edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And that is Locked On Golden Knights. And, uh, yeah, we barely made it on the air today. Um, again, technical issues. My goodness, me and computers, just we don't jive. We just don't jive. But it did take the engineer from the radio station to come through and actually fix things. So thanks he again. Was, at least Dad they were available. Funny thing, funny story. Um, at the radio station, because we had the issues with the computer last week, right? So I go in there. I come to find out that they were all in the break room one day, right? And everyone was having their lunch, a bunch of people in there, and they have a TV BLT, in there.
1: BLTs, BLTs?
0: No. What do you think? And no BLTs with Foley. What, what do you think comes on TV? TMZ. And there I was, and they just started cracking up and giving me a hard time. It was funny.
1: I told them, okay. We told our kids yesterday, um, Chris wants a computer and a laptop because he actually wants to do a podcast with daddy. Um okay
0: now that was amazing though that he took all those notes that is really cool
1: he was he so did a in. Report. he was so into it so we watched the game we stayed up late on saturday for the King's game king's game and all of a sudden he brings down his little wireless keyboard that doesn't work anymore but i gave it to him he likes to have it it's um, like my computer exactly right um and then he gets a piece of paper and he's taking notes like I he didn't really tell me what he was doing at first and And then he said he was taking notes for his own little reports. And he set up even, like, this little, like, chair in the corner of the couch. And he brought the keyboard over and was, like, typing during the game and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But where I was actually originally going with when I mentioned uh, my kids, um, we were trying to explain to the kids what – because Chris said he wanted a phone also. And we said no. Um, But we explained what a a beeper and a pager was back in the day. And the look Mm -hmm. on Allie's face when I said – you call, a, you call a number, you type in your phone number to get the call back, then you have to go and find a payphone to call the person back. Pay Payphone, beeper, what, 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 this makes no sense. So it's, yeah, yeah. So, or in your world, explaining an 8-track to a kid, but yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, and Peter Puck, explaining Peter Puck to a kid. That was pretty How cool, bad, though. how bad is the Pacific Division this season? Um, it's really, it's really bad. In fact, on Saturday morning, I saw the tweet from Matt Larkin of the Daily Faceoff. So, he tweets out Saturday, the Pacific Division, get this folks, has the 26th, 29th, 30th, 31st, and 32nd ranked teams in the standings. 26th, 29th, 30th, 31st, and 32nd uh, teams. So, We're talking about the Ducks, the Kraken, big disappointment in the early stages. The Oilers, who actually played well last night outdoors and beat Calgary. But we're also talking about Calgary. We're talking about the Sharks. And I saw your repost uh, last night of our guys from Locked on Sharks. uh, Locked on Sharks. Keys to the game. Don't get shut out again. (laughs) Did I say that?
1: I wasn't on purpose, but
0: oh my God. I said sharks. I said sharks. Uh, yeah, sure you did. Don't get don't get shut out again. <laughs> score at least at least in the game. Please score. Those are their keys. I, this, I said if it, that if Vegas bad, gets to that
1: point, I'm out, guys. I'm out at that point. Like, I'll, a
0: bad division.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll, I'll just do lockdown silver Knights or something like that. At that point, I mean. The concern, I mean, listen, it's good to bank points no matter the circumstances. Golden Knights are going to have injuries. going to be a rough patch, going to be multiple rough patches. That's how NHL hockey goes. Playing bad teams, obviously, will hopefully help to make those rough patches smaller. Although the Sharks probably get their first win against the Golden Knights of the season, and that's just how that's going to go. The concern now, you look at the Boston Bruins, right? The Boston Bruins didn't have meaningful hockey games from, what, February? Early March, it was a foregone conclusion that the division was theirs. Like if they played probably just, uh, I don't know, got points in, th- in three out of a possible 10 points from the month of February on at that type of pace, they probably still win the division. So they weren't playing any meaningful puck. There you go. No meaningful puck for two or three months. Could the Golden Knights find themselves in the same position? And the answer is Possibly. Boston, a vet team, right? You hear this from Cassidy all the time about the Golden Knights. It's a veteran group. I asked Cassidy about the winning streak, which is all my fault because I said the word winning streak, um, but I asked Cassidy about how do you te- keep the team grounded? Do you have to change any practice habits? He said, no, veteran group. You don't have to go to explain to Rangelo and Martinez and Mark Stone how to prepare for a game. Maybe some of the younger guys, you make sure their practice habits are good, but it's a vet group. Well, the Boston Bruins were a vet group too. Krejci. Uh, Bergeron, Pasta, Marchand, he's not a he's not a mature person, but he's still a veteran person that's been around for a while. So the concern comes, can they turn it on when the playoff starts? And this is where you got the difference in coaching. You got Montgomery very experienced behind an NHL bench but never had led an NHL bench versus Cassidy who has been to game seven of a Stanley Cup final and lost it on home ice. So you learn something from that. So will the weak Pacific help the Golden Knights? I don't think it's gonna help them, but it's not gonna hurt them either. I think they're gonna be just fine no matter what happens. And Edmonton's gonna get a little better. The Kings are gonna be a thorn in the Golden Knights side. They've they've been a pain in the butt since uh since season one as far as just fun games. Vancouver looking okay early on. I mean are they sustainable?
0: The Canucks.
1: I don't think so. I mean, you know, they've it's maybe they're figuring out figuring out an identity but I don't know talk it right up there mm-hmm. yeah, so maybe that's helping Anaheim whatever Seattle should improve Edmonton we will we will will be heard from Cal Gary eh. and then San Jose moving
0: on. the sharks you call sharks the Sharks.
1: shark okay. if
0: the uh, if this division I feel remains this way, it's not going to be to the benefit of EGK it's gonna hurt them.
1: That's fair, also. Strength
0: of schedule. Last year, I felt that what's happening in the Pacific right now is what I thought would occur last year. Remember, I said this division is going to be the worst in hockey, and it turned out to be one of the better divisions, truly. Uh, The only division that produced
1: four 100 point teams. Right,
0: right. Four 100 point teams. Think about that. So it's a year later, and they're living up to what my expectations were a season ago.
1: I mean, it also means the bottom four teams absolutely stink, too, which is part of why four teams Man. got 100 points. Call it what it is.
0: Right. But now you've got, uh, what, uh, five teams that are not very good uh, currently. You only have one team, go.
1: technically, that's, that has a, a higher... I mean, I guess you can call four, two, and one, but... Has San Jose they've been, been eliminated
0: yet? Have they been... They're, they're rooting for the number one pick is what they're rooting for.
1: This now. is such a bad, like, I don't know, that's, this is not a rebuild. This is worse than a rebuild. And anyone in San Jose, there's you get that clown writer that always uh, comments about the Golden Knights not uh, building the right way and all that. Well, if the Golden Knights didn't build a, a team the right way, I don't know what the heck is happening in San Jose right now. All part of the plan, I guess.
0: Last night, we saw Flavor Flav, final note, uh, singing Oops. the anthem. What was that singing? That was pretty no. bad. I think take off your hat,
1: dude. Take off your hat for you to do the national anthem. Like, just take off your hat. That's that's whatever. After that, fine.
0: The heavy breathing part just got to me, but also I want him to sing both the U.S. and Canadian anthems uh, here. Maybe who the was Golden the
1: Olympian? Was it Carl Lewis that did it? Carl and, Lewis, yeah, Carl And Lewis. like the, the players just cracking up. This was well, maybe the players
0: were laughing last night too. I was. Watching this was this was
1: laughing. a very small step better than that. A very small step. A Coming up step on
0: tomorrow's my show, we, step. we will have, uh, again, our recap of the Montreal VGK game uh, tonight. We will have two anthems. Is this the first time this season? Yeah? No? Yeah. Yes? No, Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Sir. Okay. Yeah. Because every game's at home for VGK. I hope
1: I make it for puck drop. I got to coach a practice. I'll be leaving Henderson about like 545. And, oh, the garage. Really fast, guys. Listen, if you guys park in the Aria garage, I don't know if this is like an every an everyday or type thing. Or if Saturday was just a special blend of absolute filth. But uh the Saturday the garage on I'm sorry on Friday afternoon, you couldn't get out, of uh, the ARIA event garage, you couldn't get out on the one entrance and exit that faces T-Mobile directly. They forced everybody, everybody onto Sinatra, which is a cluster in itself, especially mm. at six o'clock rush hour. We sat in the car for 15 minutes, me and my family, because I left right after right after uh the interviews and stuff. And we got back out of the car and went and had an overpriced $50 dinner at that chicken place out front. So, whatever's going on, just like that, how does that happen? Like, how did that area really quick rant? And I know we're going long, and I'm sorry, but you have that in the pedestrian area, the, the crosswalk, that's where I'm looking for, right where all the people go across from the Aria event garage into Toshiba Plaza it's a little dangerous there the people that are crossing they don't communicate very well and i'm not this is i'm not knocking the the people that are physically doing the job out there but they are not trained properly to run a crosswalk and you see the pedestrians walking but cars coming and it doesn't help that these taxi and uber drivers are giving these guys the finger while they're out there doing the job and being impatient and all that so you know just Please, whether it's Metro or MGM or T-Mobile, whoever is responsible for keeping everyone safe in that area and getting everyone out, just put some time and effort into that because it's a little dangerous out there and there should not be an exit closed when a Golden Knights game is getting out. Like, I don't understand that. WTM, what the Monday? What the
0: Monday? That's a a positive. That's,
1: That's hopefully for the benefit of all of us enjoying
0: these games. We appreciate everyone tuning in, especially our everydayers. Thanks uh, to Chris for his patience today as well. <laughs> and uh, again, Friday WTF? What the Friday? Subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. At Lockdown Golden Knights from a man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.